Hi, my name is Ryan. I've been a supporter of Paul's for many years now. I wish to get the podcast and video creation part of the system we call Paul back up to full speed. And I think Patreon support is a big part of that system. Go over to patreon.com slash paulwheaton. Make a pledge for each artifact that Paul creates. Again, the site is patreon.com slash paulwheaton. You can also find the link in the podcast notes. Enjoy the podcast. All right, I'm with Sean again, and today we're going to talk, talk about uh, a labor investment collective, uh, which the, uh, that, that works out to LIC, which we've been calling a lick. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> which I'm sure will offend all kinds of people, <laughs> but, I, but it's I, just too funny. Yeah, I can't wait till people say they're going to their lick evening. <laughs> or their lick event. Yeah, yeah. I think there's lots of excellent comedy to be to be had. There's, there's a thing I got to go to this lick thing, you know. So uh, I'll be gone for several hours enjoying <laughs> this lick thing. Um, you wait here. <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, there's the potential. We haven't quite worked out how the comedy works, but all right. Uh, I want to thank the 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 Patreon peeps uh, who have like super fueled our podcasts. Um, and I hope that more people will support our Patreon and I will think of more candy for the Patreon people. Um, I am super grateful to how this is, this whole Patreon thing has worked out. This is awesome. Uh, uh, quick note about the Kickstarter. Uh, for those of you that voted on the cover, uh, the cover, there were two covers. There was the good cover, which was mine. And then, but we didn't tell people whose was whose. We wanted to, to make it fair. We didn't want anybody to decide for or against anybody. <laughs> we wanted the covers to win on their own merits. So there was the good cover that was mine. And then Sean had the other cover. This is like one of three times about things throughout this entire book that we've disagreed on something. And we thought we would leave it up to the public to decide. Um, so yeah, there, although I do recall seeing, uh, you voting for yours and I did not get to vote for mine. So I <laughs> don't know. About and that. I still lost, but even yeah, though my cover mine. was clearly superior. Yeah. You got like far double, double the votes. Was it double? Yeah. Yeah. Might've been yeah. 40%, but it was okay. There was there was a big enough margin that people clearly liked the inferior cover <laughs> more. So so yours is yours was the plain green background, and mine was a a, a photo from inside Allerton Abbey showing some cob and some straw and some roundwood timber framing. I I you know it was beautiful, um, but apparently plain green is what people want. So, <clears throat> all right, fine, be that way. So for those of you that participated in that poor man's poll, uh, then, then the winner is the green cover. So that's what's going to so, be you. Thanks for helping me, everyone, convince Paul that uh, the green version was better. <laughs> I think you're all wrong, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to roll with it and, and we'll, we'll see what happens. So, um, uh, all right. 
We're also uh, uh, working hard on Appendix B. Um, Sean, can you explain to folks what Appendix B is? Yeah, so Appendix B is an effort to provide a list of all of the solutions that we talk about in the book and then go over a bunch of different metrics for them. So talking about how many tons of CO2 um, we're saving or how many gallons of gasoline or um, how how much um, we're making a difference in terms of our toxic footprint. And then we talk about luxury factor. We talk about um, costs that we save and also earn from uh, from each of these different solutions that we present in the book. And so it's an effort to put it all in one place where you can go and look and say, okay, I want to make a difference. What can I do? And then you can pick stuff that works for you. I, I think the important thing is that there's some things where it's like really easy to do and it has a pretty big upfront reward. And then there are some things where it's like, okay, this is going to cost you a couple hundred bucks, but the, you'll have a big upfront reward. And then some things are going to be like, this is going to cost you a couple thousand dollars, and the return might not be for three or four years. Yeah. So there's, it's like, but but the stuff we're putting in the book is like, focus on not sacrifice stuff that makes your life more luxuriant. And uh, so we kind of feel like there's already lots of stuff out there about sacrifice. And it's kind of like, I, I'm really kind of frustrated that, that a lot of people, like when they think of doing what's good and right and better, that they think of things like, well, I guess I have to drive my car less, but I still have to get to my job. And the, you know, so everything's about sacrifice. And it's like, okay, if I want to use less hot water, Maybe I could skip a shower a week. So that's sacrifice. Or I could take a shorter shower. Sacrifice. Um, and, you know, so everything seems the solutions that people come up with. And it's like, seriously, there are solutions that are magnificent and your life is more luxuriant. Why don't you? And I think it's just that people haven't heard of these things yeah. or they haven't, they haven't given it more than six seconds of thought. And so, you know, they, they don't, they don't win out. And then a lot of times, the information presented is uh, it's put together by a company that wants to advocate their product. And so they spin the numbers or something like that. And so then that's what people believe. And so, all right. I, I Anyway, uh, the, the Appendix B, I think, is going to be like, when I look at Gaia's Garden, that's Toby Hemingway's book, I love the appendixes at the end that show all these charts and graphs and all the different plants and what they're good for and stuff like that. In fact, when he was working on the second edition, I asked him, please, like, he's got, like, um, a Siberian pea shrub listed in there, and then there's, like, oh, okay, it fixes nitrogen, and it does this, and then that. And it's chicken feed, just a dot. He's got a dot in the table. And and I was saying, like, oh, please, can can you, like, for all the chicken stuff, like put a number from zero to ten, or just leave it blank if it's zero, but then leave a uh, a one to ten if it's a value. So, so for example, uh, uh, chicken feed for Siberian pea shrub would be like a one. Like, okay, technically it does produce a chicken feed, but it's so little, and it, and it you know 
and the, and it's so and the seed itself is so tiny the chickens probably won't even notice it. <laughs> yeah, if you're thinking of what's one thing I can add to my garden this year so that my chickens have more food, Siberian pea shrub's not the thing. Yeah, and, and so I thought. So I asked him while he was working on the second edition, and he was asking for feedback for the second edition. I I asked him to put a number in that column instead of a dot, where like one would be lame and ten would be magnificent, and he didn't. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, we're gonna put numbers in our charts. Maybe evaluate. <clears throat> Uh, I, I think I think our charts are looking pretty good, but we're still working on Appendix B, and we're not going to start the Kickstarter until Appendix B is 100% complete. But that's that's like one of the last things that we've been working on. And in the meantime, um, lots of feedback coming in about details on all the other chapters and stuff. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, oh, it's so exciting! 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 We've been adding some of the suggestions. Um, we had a, uh, I, so I wrote this down to, to share in this podcast just real quick. Uh, there was a note about a paragraph being kind of weak. So here's what the paragraph said. Uh, peeing on good soil makes the pee a hundred times more valuable than peeing on dirt. So the comment was that that paragraph seemed kind of weak. And so I agreed. I looked at it and I thought, I thought I agreed. And so Sean and I were like looking at it like, okay, let's, let's, uh, you know, let's make it, let's make this, uh, being a, be a stronger paragraph. So, um, uh, we tried some stuff. We polished it a little bit. And so here's, here's the new paragraph. Peeing on good soil works about a hundred times better than peeing on dirt. Pee and dirt makes for stinky mud. Most plants are just not into that sort of kink. Rich soil is loaded with carbon and microorganisms. This team of about 400 trillion beasties has been craving some good urine. And their new slogan is, we're rich, we're rich. And all of our deepest fantasies we never imagined such amazing wealth. This is the part where you can tell this massive population, yes, I am a generous God. Yeah, that's, that's the new paragraph. I, I feel pretty impressed. I think we, I think we're awesome. We should pat ourselves on the back some more. <laughs> this is going to be such a great book. The pod people can't see, but I was patting myself on the back there. Me too. I was too. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, another quick note that, uh, we did a Patreon survey for what Patreon peeps want for the next podcast. And, um, we threw out a few suggestions. The Patreon peeps responded. Uh, the number one thing is this wish list. So a wish list for Wheaton Labs. I wrote it in like two or three days after Christmas, and then Jocelyn added some stuff to it. So uh, hopefully Jocelyn and I will record that soon. Um, the next thing is uh, Wafati and Berm Shed lessons. Um, and so um, the Berm Shed is, is currently on uh, – it's in a state of being overhauled, and when everything froze for the year, we stopped work on it. 
and we'll continue as soon as things warm up. Uh, at the same time, we were also working on Allerton Abbey. We got a whole new uh, umbrella put on Allerton Abbey. We took off the old umbrella. There were parts of Allerton Abbey where it had dirt on it that were that was nine feet thick. And so <laughs> that is not okay. No. And, and so we took that off. We shaped it correctly, and we put the new umbrella on just as everything turned to ice. And so we will continue that work here. Um, it seems like about mid-March everything uh, melts off and opens up. And, of course, mid-March we'll be in the middle of a Kickstarter. But uh, the boots are showing. We had two boots not show up, and so we have two openings uh, in the boot camp program. We had a waiting list, and um, but it turns out that the people that are on the waiting list are wanting to arrive, like, in – uh, in May and August. And so it's like, okay, well, we'll see how it's going in May or August. So, but we have two openings of the bootcamp program. And so you might be working on, uh, the berm shed and the wafati. Um, I know right now it's pretty frozen and they've been down in the, um, shop, uh, doing roundwood timber framing on the couch balcony, uh, getting that finished up. Yeah. And some of the new boots have been posting a bunch of pictures too, eh? Oh yeah, the, there was this. Uh, so we had a podcast once about this idea of the biological reverse Kickstarter, and so uh, that was with Bill Erickson, and he said he was going to do this. He's going to set it up, and he did. He set it up, and so uh, in the biological reverse Kickstarter, it says something like, "Okay, the first boot that takes a picture a day for thirty days gets this list of stuff," and I think there's like. $250, and there were some people saying that they're going to knit them a hat or something. But um, uh, if I think that there's like 20 different things in the biological reverse Kickstarter, and so people can go and pledge dollars or things or whatever, and Bill Erickson will sort it all out, and he's already – so like there was one that was like be in the boot camp program and post one picture. And so uh, two of the boots have already collected that. And so, yeah, the pictures are going up. And instead of po- posting a picture a day for 30 days, I think they're posting like three to five pictures a day. They're yeah, posting a lot. Yeah, it's been cool. Yeah. <laughs> the stuff they're working on is is pretty cool. And, of course, they take pictures outdoors of this uh, lots of snow. We have lots of snow right now. But that snow will probably melt off real soon. Yeah, I think I have more, and it's not going to melt off very soon. <laughs> I think today it's supposed to get above freezing, so it'll melt a little bit today. Um, all right, the the next item, so the, the Patreon survey for what Patreon peeps want for the next podcast. So there was uh, the wish list, and then Wafati and Bermshed Lessons. We'll fill a podcast with that. Uh, and then the next item was more from the book, and then um, – Sean, you went and created a public thread out at Permies and did a, I think, a, no, you did an Apple poll for That's this. Right. Yeah. So what is what is the winner from the Apple poll for, like, what chapter will we do a podcast of from the book? Yeah, the winner was double the food with one-tenth of the effort. Okay, that's a pretty long chapter, too. That, I think, might be our longest one. If not, it's our second longest one. So I think what I what I tried to do, what we tried to do, was to take um, all of my philosophies about permaculture, horticultural stuff, 
and do a best of and compress it into 12 pages? 12 it, pages, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we've got to and, – and then on top of that, we've got to make it uh, digestible to somebody who lives in an apartment and has never gardened. Yeah. And so I think we did a magnificent job. I'm patting myself on the back again. Here you go, Pats. Pats for you. Yeah, it's Pats all around. Damn, we're good. We should get paid more. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, all right, all right. And then the, uh, the the number four from the Patreon survey for what Patreon peeps want for the next podcast is the last chapter of Gaia's Garden. And so um, uh, normally I would say, you know, Joss and I were doing a lot of that, but uh, – uh, uh, Jocelyn's in uh, accounting hell right now. And so, I don't know. Hey, Sean, maybe you're up for that. Yeah. Do you I, have I do have the book, but it's in uh, in some boxes right now that might take me a while to get to. Oh, okay. All right. So, it's it's possible. <clears throat> have you read the book? Yes. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. So, then you'll just need to reread the last chapter. And you have the second edition, right? Probably, yeah. Okay, because the first edition doesn't have the last chapter. The last chapter was was added. It's new. So, all right. Uh, now, uh, today, uh, the thing, the, oh, the thing that we're talking about today, the Labor Investment Collective, the LIC, um, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's jump into it. During some brainstorming with Sean on community badges, I shared something I heard about. I heard about it maybe six years ago. So the idea was, that people would put in something like eight months spread out over about four years, helping other people build natural homes. Once their eight months were in, then it was their turn to build. Only uh, uh, the whole group thing had gained popularity, uh, which you could refer to this as more investors, and a few people dropped out, so there was fewer people to cash in on the grand prize. So you ended up with getting more than what you put in. Uh, so you, you'll put in uh, eight months of, of time for helping others build, but then you'll get back like maybe 12 people will show up for a month to help you build or you'll get 12 people months. So you get back more than you put in. Um, <clears throat> you invested hours and you got back more skills and even more hours. So the other thing is, is that during your eight months in it, then you, you built a lot of skills. So, so people would start off with this program and they've never built anything. And then by the time they've completed putting in their eight months, they've, they've built some epic skills in natural building. All right. I can't find this stuff. I'm not sure how I would even search for it. So I think I saw it on YouTube like six or seven years ago, maybe even longer than that. Maybe it was nine years ago. And it was like a 15 or 20-minute thing. And so the guy, the main guy that they were interviewing is like, look at my house. Isn't it great? And they kind of interviewed some of the people from before where the guy had helped them build you know, kind of a thing. And um, so uh, for now, I decided to call it Lick. 
for Labor Investment Collective. And I should point out that I'm reading this from a thread that's permies.com slash T slash L-I-C. Um, and so uh, you can you can read this document there. And, and if you like the stuff that we're about to talk about, then you can comment on it there. Uh, there could be several of these set up. Uh, you can set up a small garden for one day. So you'll put a day in helping uh, on small gardens. Maybe you'll spend two hours here, two hours there, two hours, and then it'll be your turn. After you've put in one day, then it's your turn to get help back. Uh, a large garden, 10 days. So it's probably going to be like maybe you put an hour or a day in on a large garden on 10 different gardens, and then it gets to be your turn. So this is almost like a barn raising, like an Amish barn raising kind of a thing, only it's a little bit more structured. And that is that um, it's like you you might help out with raising um, uh, 15 barns, and then it's your turn to get a barn raising. Maybe. I'm just making this up. <laughs> yeah. And so, but... Um, the next item would be a small berm shed, two days. You put in two days of helping, and then you'll get, you know, maybe you'll get uh, uh, four people who help you for half a day. But you you effectively, are, in theory, get two days back. Uh, large berm shed, five days. Small skittable structure, two days. Large skittable structure, five days. Small junk pole fence, two days. Large junk pole fence, five days. Rocket mass heater, two days. So in all of these different things, <clears throat> there is a specific artifact. In fact, it'll be tied to a BB in PEP. And and then the idea is, is that you're going to buzz around and help a bunch of people with their BBs, and then it's your turn to get help with your BB. Right. Um so that's that's the plan. That's the idea. Um, and, and we talked about in the last podcast. We talked about Otis, right? And how how does Otis feel about this setup? Um, so we, that we didn't cover the last part in the last podcast. So how how does Otis feel about this, Paul? Well, since Otis is a fictitious person in my mind, uh, then. Uh, I get to I get to say whatever I want for Otis to feel about it. I think Otis is cool with it. Yes. So I think that like in the end, the big one's going to be that you're going to build a Wafati. So when you get PEP4 certified, you've you've built a Wafati. So then you could opt to just build the Wafati outright by yourself. Yeah. And that's okay. Um, the other option is is that you're going to help six different people build their Wafatis, and it's, you know, a certain number of days that will be put in total. And then once you hit this total, whatever it is, then uh, you'll get that number of days or more back. And, um, <clears throat> and it's entirely possible that the whole lick program will fall apart and, 
you don't you don't get you don't get it back. And and it's like, but but okay, as with any kind of investment, it's possible your investment doesn't pay off. Right. So um, the the question is, how does Otis feel about it? Right. And we were talking when we when we were kind of putting these notes together, we were talking about, you know, Otis is going to be just fine if you build the thing yourself. Yes. That's pretty cool. But we talked about we felt like Otis would not be satisfied if it felt like you just had a bunch of people building it for you. True. And so the, On the, the other key is that with the with the lick stuff, it's like, okay, you're gonna go participate in other people's builds and gain skills. And then when it's your turn, you're leading that build. It's not right. like you're sitting on the side and like sweeping up the straw or something like that. It's like you are in charge and directing the construction of the house or the garden or what have you. Um, right. And so I think that does satisfy Otis to say, oh, you're, you've gained enough skill that you are directing this project, even if you're not lifting every hammer blow. I helped build six Wafatis that were about the same size as my Wafati. And then I led the build on my Wafati and I, um, I managed eight people who were helping me build my Wafati. I think I think that the the lick path might even look better yeah, to Otis mm-hmm. than you know. So it's like so. First of all, for those other builds, you know, I was uh, a trainee and a follower, and I've now I've I've participated in building a lot of buildings, and I got proof of it. Yeah. And um, after all that experience, then I have I've demonstrated leadership skills. As well as I've built enough skills in doing this that I can, uh, I designed and led the build on this. Kind of a thing. Yeah. So, um, I think, yeah, I think, I, I, I think that, uh, Otis will be more impressed, which is important because it's a, it's a variation. I think the level of impressed that Otis will feel if you build it, built the whole thing 100% yourself, that's a pretty high, like pretty high level of impressed for Otis. And so if we can go up a notch from that, that's even better. Right. And so, but, and I think if you're going to deviate from, I built it all myself, it better be really good. Yeah. I, and I think the lick program is. So, um, and, all right. and the lick stuff is also, we've set up as a part of the community badge, I believe. That's true. Uh, and the community badge is an interesting one. I, I kind of think we should do a podcast about the community badge because, I mean, when we started talking about a community badge, for, you know, cause it's like, okay, you gotta do something and take a picture of it in such a way that it'll pass the Otis test. Right. And I think most people who were kind of like, they were saying like, oh, you should read a book or you should go visit a community. Somebody was suggesting be involved in politics, um, you know, and other people were kind of like uh, host a potluck. And um, and I'm kind of thinking like um, <clears throat> most of those don't work out. I mean, there's a difference between participating in community and building community. And so this was really challenging, and I think you and I did an amazing job at fleshing out the badges for that. But that's another story for another day. But one of the BBs is 
to set up a lick and get two artifacts from the lick. So that's going to be defining the lick. So what BB is it attached to? And then how much do you have to put in to other people's BBs in like days or weeks or months or whatever um, before it's your turn? Then the hardest part is you got to get enough people together to kind of get it started. So that way it has the potential of, of happening. And I think that in the community badges, there's a BB for set up a small lick and then there's a BB for setting up a big lick. Correct. Okay. All right. And so I think that the first one might be part of the straw badge and then the second one might be part of the wood badge. It but I think an iron even. Okay, but I I I do think that. <clears throat> uh, I mean, if you get a lick started, I mean that is that is a very significant community building thing. You have built community, right? Um, which, by the way, somebody was saying uh, potluck, like if you attend a potluck, that that should count and. And I kind of felt like, you know, you can attend a podcast, a potluck and totally degrade community. Like, like, you know, it's not that you're not, you could attend a potluck and build a community. Um, but you could also attend a potluck. Like you could go to a potluck and not bring anything, be rude and mean. And, and now you've actually poisoned community. And yeah. so. Uh, it's, and then there's the idea of hosting a potluck. And it's kind of like, I'm not sure if hosting a potluck is, is building community either. Cause if somebody shows up and they didn't bring something and they do the poisoning and they, that builds resentments. And it's yeah. like, okay, so it's uh, not clear that you ended up at the end of the event having built community. Right. I think it can build community. It's yeah. just not a slam dunk. Yeah, and, and we were looking for something that's a bit more of a slam dunk. Yes, and I think a lick is a slam dunk. Like, if you can get it set up, yeah, and there will be right. all sorts of challenges with that. But if you can right. get it set up, yeah, there's a slam. If you, dunk. Can, if you can get it set up and you can get people to do it, and they all show up and they all do it, and then there's at least two artifacts that are generated then it'll probably keep going, probably. But even if it doesn't keep going, then you, you, you made something. You built community for that short amount of time that it existed. Yeah. So um, I, I think that uh, that's, that is building community. And it, and it might, and like you've built it, and, it, and there's a good chance it will last. And it's like, um, uh, so it's like, you know, should you get, um, uh, like if we had a house badge, should you get, uh, uh, should there be a BB for like, I visited a house? <laughs> uh, or, or like, I hosted a bunch of people visiting a house versus I built a house 
and people came by and they lived in it. The the last one is building a house, and the first two I don't think really. I mean, they're lovely. Don't get me wrong, but they're they're not. I don't think that they should count as a BB. They don't pass the Otis test. Yeah. Okay. Getting back to the document, this is a pretty short document, so I'm almost done. This will be a short podcast, I guess. Weird. <laughs> the idea is that this group is set up with specific rules and a general type of experience added to it. And then you go and work for specified number of days, and I probably should have said or weeks or months or whatever, but days probably works best. And then it's your turn. Since you now have that sort of experience, you can lead other people. So if you put in 10 days, you should be able to get 10 days back. Maybe it will be 10 people all in one day. Maybe it will be two people for five days. Maybe you'll get back a lot more than you put in, or maybe less. I am not sure how well this will or will not work. It seemed to work extremely well for what I saw a long time ago, and I like the idea of trying it to see how it goes. I think it has huge potential. But the real question at this moment is, is this a normal thing that already has a name? Anybody have a YouTube video or two? So I put that out there. There was a lot of discussion, but I don't, I, I didn't get anything that I felt like uh, where it, it already had a name. Right. There were some things that kind of smelled similar, but had important differences that make it not the same. Right. So somebody started talking about, you know, barter systems or um, uh, like your own uh, local money kind of stuff. And it's like, but those things are like, uh, you know, like I've been involved in those things before and it's, and they, they generally fail. Yeah. But a lot of times how it goes is um, the idea, the idea is dreamy. It's like, okay, um, you know, we'll all put something in and we'll get back these barter bucks or whatever, you know, these, and then, so you've got your barter bucks and then you can go to the other people and say, okay, and I'll take some of your stuff with my barter bucks. But a lot of times <clears throat> it's, uh, it's put together. It's, it's like, a, it's an, it represents an hour of time. And so uh, a lot of times it's put, the whole program is put together with people who have little to no skill. Yeah. And they're trying <laughs> to draw the in people who have epic skills and like, okay, I'll put in an hour for you babysitting your children and then I'll get a dollar or I'll get one of these hour things and then I'm going to go over there and get a lawyer to work for me for an hour. <laughs> yeah. You know, or I don't know, a lawyer, lawyer, doctor, um, you know, architect, I don't know. I'm going to get somebody, I'm going to get a professional person who had to, you know, spend $100,000 on an education to, um, you know, uh, trade for the babysitting yeah. one-to-one. And it's like, ah. Yeah. So um, if you've been down this road a bunch of times, uh, in fact, I was talking to an old friend a few years ago, and he says that he somehow inherited being in charge of one of these this systems, and it's still running. And he said, really, what it boils down to is is that it's uh, a nice way for businesses to advertise. So, if you're a new business and you want to, you know, reach a few people, 
then you join into the system and you put something in and then you start to um, give people the barter bucks or whatever because you, you, you got them legitimately and then, and then they'll be able to look at the list and maybe they'll reciprocate and it'll, you know, word of mouth will help through this group will help spread word of what you're doing and uh, people will try your product and learn about it and maybe uh, tell others who will buy stuff with cash. Right. So it's about, really it's about like a little bit of, you know, marketing on the cheap kind of a thing. Yeah. And I thought that is actually a really wholesome and healthy way to look at it. And that is, that is excellent. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, some of the other people that are super passionate about it. And it's like, okay. Um, I, uh, I, I kind of, there was, there was, I, I commented a lot in this thread as we, uh, went through this and, and maybe before recording this podcast, I should have, um, like noted what we wanted to read into this from all the other stuff that I wrote, but, um, I don't think I'm going to. Is there, is there anything that you recall from this thread that we should add in to the podcast? No, I think one thing, I don't know if you want to get into this because this would open up a giant can of something or another. And that's, I think, and I don't know if you agree with this, but I think that the biggest challenge, if someone is like, this sounds great, I want to go and do this, is how do you get it started? Right? Because you have, like, if the idea is you put in an hour and then you get an hour, somebody has to get an hour before they give an hour in order to start it. Right. So I think that um, there's a lot of different ways to try to get it started. I mean, one way is, is like, okay, let's say that there is this guy, Steve, and Steve is going to, um, uh, he's going to build a Wafati. And, and in fact, um, it is, uh, approximately the same size as what would be tied to a BB. Um, and uh, so Steve ha- is going to work on it himself, but for certain parts of it, he has hired um, a pro to help with the build, to, to help teach him and guide him and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, um, and then we've got Bob who wants to get a lick off of the ground. And so then Bob says to Steve, like, if I could bring in eight extra bodies to help with the build, you know, during the time that the expert is there, would you be cool with that? I mean, we'll build, it'll get built theoretically faster. And, um, so in which case, um, uh, it seems like that would be a deal that could get worked out. Like yeah. both Steve and Bob would be benefiting and they both feel cool with that. Yeah. I um, feel like, I feel like the key or like the number one in my mind, the number one most important thing is if you want to start one of these groups, don't have your own project be the first one that people work on. Because I feel like that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we're going to start with mine and then we'll move on to other people's. And then you just kind of set up the whole thing to get your own stuff done. So I think if you start by focusing, like 
Bob's making this group and starting on Steve's project. I think that has a lot more potential. Well, I think you're right. And at the same time, I also think that the motivation for, um, uh, I'm trying to remember which one's Bob and which one's Steve. I think Bob's the one that's starting to lick and Steve's the one that's getting the build done. Yeah. So, uh, the motivation for Bob to create the lick is because Bob wants the artifact. And so, um, so Bob might, you know, it's it's possible that he wants the first one to be his own, and you're right. If and then the the bottom line is is if Bob can get a bunch of people in, because I think I think for a lick of size, I think the requirement is to get that badge bit is for eight people, and in the end, you must create two artifacts. Yeah. So if Bob wants the artifact, or if he wants the BB, if he wants to get the BB credit, it seems like it would be in Bob's best interest to to build somebody else's thing first, and then his own. Yeah. Then he's got the two, and he's got a bunch of people that now have skill, and the lick has already been set up. So then Bob's at least put in some time helping somebody else. But if if Bob just does it for himself, like the first build is Bob's own build, it's like that's probably going to happen more than half the time. Probably. Just the way things work. But he's got to convince enough people to do it. Yeah. You know, and it'll be harder to convince them under the conditions you've laid out. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of, like, it depends involved with this, but I think on average, the one, the licks that are going to last maybe for years or decades even are going to be ones where you do somebody else's project first for all sorts of reasons. Right. Right. Now I, I like to think that, um, like three years into the future that there will be, um, a dozen people here at Wheaton Labs working on their PEP4 certification. And so, um, in which case, with a dozen people here all working towards the certification, I think that it's going to be really e- easy to set up a lick. And if it's like, and first we'll do mine. And I think that a lot of the people will be like, okay, I, I'm actually okay with that. And then, you know, who's teaching it? I don't know. <laughs> but at that point in time, they'll have all had enough natural building experience. They they should be able to, to do it on their own, or whoever is creating the lick will probably have enough experience in their things that, you know, there's a good chance that it'll work out fine. And so it's like that's part of it. It'll start off a little rough. But in order – I mean, Sean uh, – uh, how much time have you put into writing this book with me? This, like, like more than a thousand hours, more than fifteen hundred hours. I think we once tried to figure it out. It's more than fifteen hundred hours. Uh, I think by the time it's done, it will be. I don't think I'm quite there yet. But okay. Sure. It depends okay. on how things, right? I and it's like, okay, so what's the guaranteed number of sales? There's no Zero. guarantee. And and it's like, uh, 
in order in order to build things, a lot of times you just got to go out on a limb. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that's the thing that 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 holds up so much stuff. And and it's like you know people want a guarantee, and it's like well, well, all right, I can I can go off on a big long negative tangent down that road, but it's it's I think we, everything you're saying is true, and at the same time when somebody sets up a lick for building a large garden or building a hugelkultur or whatever, hopefully here they'll be surrounded by people that basically want to do the exact same thing and they'd be like this will be I'll enjoy it 10 times more going down the lick path than just building my own BB by myself all on my lonesome mm-hmm. of course there's going to be some people where it's like doing it on their lonesome they like it far better because there's so many you know people involved on right. that other path <laughs> And all that that implies. Mm-hmm. On, on the other hand, if you've got uh, somebody of the opposite sex that's leading the lick, and you're kind of you're kind of keen on them, <laughs> or you know that they'll be on that. Suddenly, everybody's drawn in. Everybody wants to be involved in the lick because there's all there's somebody else that's participating that they that they like in that special way. And it's like okay, so it, so it works out. It's almost like a dating service. <laughs> right. I feel like we were now talking about that earlier today. Yeah. Shh, shh, shh. We don't need to connect the dots. Everybody's already thinking it. We don't have to say it. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> hey, that's it. Uh, permies.com slash T slash L I C. Um, and, uh, I, I kind of, I feel like this thing is so profound. I am so glad that we took the time to formally define it and put it out there. I, I am quite certain that, that there is nothing else out there that's formal. And if anybody that's listening to this podcast knows of a formal thing, please go to the thread about it and, and tell us what it is. And maybe we have to change the names of everything. Because it's already been defined. But in the meantime, lick, uh, refers to a BB and an amount of time. And in order to get the lick started, you have to, you have to get at least a certain number of people. I think it's eight people, uh, and a number of days. That's the investment period. And so, um, that's what we've just defined so far. So maybe, surely there's nothing like lick just because we've tied it to the PEP program. And if anything, if there's anything out there that's kind of like it at, at all, then uh, we'll say, you know, we can say lick is that, but with these extra conditions. Uh, if nothing else, I would really, if there is a thing like lick anywhere else, like the, the video that I saw ages ago, I would really like to hear about success stories or if there were any kind of problems with it. Because for a lot of the things that, that uh, all of permaculture comes up with, like, for example, community, it sure sounds great when you're looking at the four-color brochure, but they always leave out the downsides. And um, and I kind of feel like a lot of the work that I'm doing and that Sean's doing and that all of permies.com is doing is like, let's find a way to address the downsides rather than pretend like that's just not really happening. 
Right. So, okay. We're good? We're at the end? We're good. All right. If you like this sort of thing, come on out to the forums at permies.com where we talk about lickety-lick-lick-lick and homesteading and permaculture all the time. Don't forget, go out to patreon.com slash paulwheaton and make a pledge for future artifacts.